on life's big questions. In particular, we want to ask a probably a, a question that passes through everybody's uh, head every time they open up a paper or a newspaper, and that is, what is the world coming to? How many times have you heard that said? And if you do open up a newspaper, if you'd still read those, or you listen to the news or the radio or the television, invariably you're going to get the impression of trouble. Top of the list, and particularly here uh, in Australia, is the local COVID numbers. What's COVID doing? What's the disease doing now? What variant are we up to? Um, how is it affecting our hospitals? How is normal um, uh, hospital uh, operations, how have they been curtailed because of the COVID problem? And looming over all of that is the threat of economic crisis. The crises or crises caused by the, um, the lockdowns that we here uh, currently are experiencing and many other countries experience from time to time where their economies have suffered greatly. And of course, along with that goes wide ship uh, unemployment and hardship. And it used to be that it was simply underdeveloped nations that were in debt to the World Banks uh, with no prospect of ever being able to repay the loans. And now, because of the recent problems, uh, Western governments like the USA and Britain have borrowed hundreds of billions of dollars um, generating national debts that will take decades to pay back. And uh, Australia probably isn't as bad off, but certainly we have uh, this economic strain over not only the government, but over subsequently over every citizen. And the world is beset by problems. Hunger, pollution of land and water, diseases of all sorts of kinds, as we said, and ever-present violence. There are problems in society revealed by increasing crime rates and overcrowded prisons, by hospitals filled with patients. Many of are there because of mental stress, particularly in these days where uh, the, where, where we have whole societies locked down for that are, are constricted to certain areas and the great uh, the growth of mental stress that uh, that goes along with that and uh, an alarming number of victims of drug abuse and alcoholism. So you might be inclined to ask, as we all do from time to time, what is our world coming to? Well, let's just stop and think for a minute and have a look from uh, the view from the outside. Uh, we, our, our little uh, blue globe or blue marble, as it has been described by uh, space travellers um, who have gone up on different space missions when they look back on the planet. You know, um, there is one feature, I guess, that if we are looking from that view down, there's one feature above all which reveals 
the hopelessness of the world's condition. If a visitor from another planet were to come and examine the affairs on Earth, he would find the human race divided into nations, all insisting on preserving their distinct identity. Much has been made of the end of the Cold War when it happened, of disarmament by former superpowers and the removal of the threat of nuclear attack. Yet the world is still spending vast sums on arms and ammunition. If our visitor asked what nations are doing this and why they would be doing, it, doing this, he would be told it was for defence. If he asked defence against whom, he would learn that it was out of fear of other nations. In other words, the nations are spending fantastic sums of money every year in creating the power to frighten and destroy because they cannot trust one another. Now, here is the core of the problem, and no one knows how to stop it. There is no prospect at all of this immense burden being lifted. And meanwhile, the development of ever more terrifying nuclear weapons goes on. No wonder feelings of pessimism and hopelessness are widespread today. And this is the advanced and civilized 21st century. Again, the viewer from outer space would see religious and racial groups competing with one another, even within the same nation. They may even be indulging in outright conflict. There is no real prospect of solving our world's problems. What is the real problem? What is the root cause of the trouble in the world? We would suggest to you that the root cause is human nature. We all have a selfish streak. We can all be self-centered. We can all be intolerant of others or have prejudiced self-centered viewpoints. We can sometimes be ignorant, and on occasions, we have the potential to be downright malicious. Even the best of men are only men at best. The Bible agrees with this assessment. It tells us that we are basically self-centered. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, the Bible tells us what this produced in the early days of our history. We are told the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Jesus spelt out what we are capable of. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness and blasphemies. He said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19. Jesus isn't referring to the organ that is pumping blood around our bodies when he mentions the heart. 
in the Bible, the heart is synonymous with the mind. The prophet Jeremiah puts it more bluntly when he says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17 verse 9. You know, we, we can summarize what the Bible says by saying that we have this selfish streak. We are deceitful and we even deceive ourselves. Is there any hope that the world's problems can be solved when man is the root cause? Indeed, will mankind even go as far as destroying itself? We need a person or a group of people with the wisdom, the authority and power to implement the right solution, despite the inevitable opposition. When human governments try to solve a particular problem, they very often generate a new one or generate conflict with another nation in dealing with the problem. So the approach needs to deal with the causes and effects of all the problems all at the same time. Now, we suggest that a world government is needed, but a world government with a difference. Firstly, a government needs a head, a person at the top. Now, let's look at the job specification for the head of this world government. What sort of person would be needed? We can place an advertisement and it might read like this. World President, applications are invited for the most important job in the world. The successful candidate must know all the answers. We'll have to wrestle with the world's trickiest problems and come up with the right solution every time. They must have the personality to inspire devoted loyalty in subordinates. They must have the strength of character to impose decisions, some of which will be highly unpopular. They must be, in, uh, they must be capable of directing the most powerful police force in the world without being the least bit tyrannical or ruthless. They must have spotless personal conduct. They must be kind and understanding when confronted by weaknesses of others. Now we know from history that the leaders of nations have been flawed. When given absolute power, they have done terrible things. The well-known historian Lord Acton shrewdly said, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Great men are almost always bad men. So if the position of world president existed, the candidate would have to be totally different from any previous leader. Well, are there any applicants? Who then can fill this apparently impossible job? There is a person whose teaching and wisdom 
turned the world upside down. There is a good reason to believe the record of his life and actions. The person is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the record of his life and teaching is in the Bible. If we look at the Bible, we will see that there are very good reasons to trust its message. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ has the character required in fulfilling the world president job specification. Well, we believe that Jesus Christ is the ideal candidate. He had remarkable powers of leadership. Many men laid down their lives willingly for his sake. Enforcing his decisions will be no problem. When he was here before, the force of his personality was awe-inspiring. A detachment of armed guards was once sent to arrest him. They came back empty-handed, pleading, no man ever spoke like this man. John 7 verse 46. And no one will be able to criticize his behavior. While he was on earth, he threw out the challenge to his opponents. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? John 8, verse 48, 46. Although they hated Jesus, they were never able to take up the challenge. Above all, Jesus Christ is the only great figure in all history who was completely untainted by the love of greatness, power, or material possessions. The Bible makes it plain that he always sympathized with the weakness of others. Without doubt, Jesus is the only man who would make a satisfactory world president. Well, in the Bible, there is a rescue plan for the earth. The Bible makes it plain that Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth. When he left the earth, his followers were told in Acts chapter 1 verse 11, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The Bible's rescue plan involves sorting out the world's problems, including war, famine, pollution, and the problems that we all face, death. Here is one section of the Bible that talks about this rescue plan. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, neither will they train for war anymore. Every man will sit under his, under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. What a wonderful picture of 
the righteous rule of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will rule, as we saw, from Zion. A wonderful plan that God has for this earth with the Lord Jesus Christ as ruler. And we can be involved in this plan. In fact, if we die before Jesus comes, we can be raised from the dead to be part of that plan. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ will all be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. And so we have that wonderful promise that when Jesus returns, there will be a resurrection of the dead. Well, in summary, what is the world coming to? As we said, the world has got a lot of problems. Human nature is the root cause of all those problems. The Bible says God has a plan to take away those problems. That plan involves the Lord Jesus Christ as world leader. He has the wisdom. He has the character and authority to be the perfect leader. And we can be involved in God's plan. Well, thank you once again for joining us for our seminar series on life's big questions this week on what is the world coming to? And we hope you can join us next time when again, we'll consider another subject under the titles of life's big questions. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.